You're listening to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast. Follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks or on Twitter at Let's Talk Knicks. Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA and sports. I am Jason Talbot and with me, of course, the one, the only, Marcus Chinqui. Marcus, it's a big day today. A lot going on. So I gotta ask you, how the hell are you? Uh, I think I'm doing pretty good. I mean, a lot of news. You know, we say it. We say it every every week. People are like, what are you guys gonna find to talk about? The Knicks find a way to give us something to talk about. So, the uh, I the coach. I actually. Oh, go go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say, the, I'm uh, just overexcited. I'm overexcited <laughs> today. <laughs> the coaching search is over. Uh, sports in general is back. There's a lot. You know. There's a lot going on, you know, uh, <laughs> teams are making moves. People are getting caught outside the bubble. NBA is making the way back. There's a lot. We got a lot to talk about. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm so jazzed up right now, man. There, it, it's, it was a, a good weekend for New York sports. I think not, not every New York sports fan would agree with me, but I'm, I'm super jazzed up. Jazz I, I really am. Uh, as you said, sports. I mean, I never thought I'd be so excited for baseball to even be back. I turn on the TV and the Yanks are playing. It's good to see. It just yeah, it I makes just had, you I feel good. I just had good. it on. I was like, all right. I was flipping between uh, some scrimmage and then the yeah. Yankees were on. And I was like, all right, we got we got sports. Watch a little WNBA yesterday. New York yeah, Liberty making the debut. Why not? You know? I, I, I'm sorry I interrupted you to, to start. I just – I. You know, every show we start with me asking you, how the hell are you? And I, I kind of wanted to jump in. Nobody asks how I am. You know, right up front. <laughs> I mean, so, how you doing? You know, you look, you got a haircut. You're, you're, got, you're looking good. What, what, what's, uh, how you I'm, feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, the only thing that I'm a little upset about is just my, my headphones. I, I got the new AirPods and was real excited to use them before this podcast. First time besides these $20 Amazon phones that, you know, they look like something out of the 80s. Real bad. If you if you check out our Gary Vaynerchuk uh, interview, yeah, you get a good laugh. I mean, they're not great. <laughs> they're really not great. So I'm I'm feeling I'm just feeling good. I'm in a I'm in a great mood. The Knicks did a good thing. I I think we we had a whole podcast dedicated to it. We had very strong feelings about the Knicks hiring Tom Thibodeau. We just felt he was the right reason. Well, I'm sure we're gonna talk about it today. I mean, we'll just dive right into it. Let's go, let's go for it. We, just... Yeah, I mean, we thought this guy was the best fit. We we liked Kenny Atkinson. The the Jason Kidd rumors last week that he became the front runner. Every real Nick fan, I don't think any of us believed it. But as a Nick fan, you had to take it seriously. Because <laughs> never know. <laughs> I've seen crazier things. I've seen crazier things as a Nick fan. So I'm really excited about the move. Once again, I'll. I'll I'll throw some kudos to Leon. I, yeah, I don't want to get too much into the, oh, well, with Dolan still there, 
you know, none of this really matters. Uh, George Carl throwing some shade. And I, I loved the NBA players just going after George Carl on Twitter for, for throwing shade at the Knicks. Um, it's a win, man, for the Knicks today. Tom Thibodeau is a great hire. It's a guy who's going to take charge. Guy preaches defense. I, lo- I love the, the news of potentially bringing in Woodson and Mike Miller, too, on that staff. Love Mike Miller. We all love Mike Woodson. I'm I'm real excited, man. man take take are, the mic. Take the are, mic. You are pumped. Like, that's a, that's a lot of energy coming at me. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 the same, man. And I I harp back to what uh, we said. I mean, we had Gary on. He loves to talk about how he's always right. We're we've been we got we're shooting a pretty good percentage on yes, predictions we, we make and opinions we have that come to fruition. So, I. I was a huge fan of this hire when we had that previous podcast and we were talking about it. I was like, Tibbs, I think is the guy I get people wanting to go the candy route. I mean, I still don't actually 100% get it, but people were really pumped about him. So I think Nick's Nick's Twitter and Nick fans across the internet are still kind of split on this decision. Like they're like, okay, it's good. At least it's not Jason Kidd, but they would prefer (laughs) to have Kenny be there. And I just got to, you know, what really has Kenny Atkinson done that's warranting all of this, this hope and this praise? And people have been coming at me yesterday as soon as this came. They're like, oh, man, like non-Nick fans are curious about this. And they're just like, I don't know, man, like. He's just going to run them into the ground. He's going to be playing them 46 minutes a game. But really, I don't think that that has ever been his problem. Like, yes, he's got a tight rotation. He plays his guys. But Derrick Rose is going to get hurt no matter what. That's not blaming Tibbs. That's genetics. He It was going to happen. Dang, fine. Taj, still playing. Jimmy, still playing. Noah still playing, even though he doesn't really know what he's doing out there. But, you stink. You know, the guys <laughs> oh, that were come on the, come the on. core of what was on that team are still, you know, they were fine. And Derrick Rose was going to happen regardless. So you can't put that it's blame a ridiculous, on Tim. It's a ridiculous argument to make. I, I, and then it, people it are like, no oh, well, what happened to him when he was on the Timberwolves? Carl Anthony Towns became an all-star. Uh, he, got, he probably got the best out of Wiggins that anyone has since. Guys in their early twenties, he got them to an eight spot in the playoffs, and he got them to the playoffs. You know, in a west, in a tough Western Conference. So what's what are people worried about? And and yeah, and, and even taking the, the the past out of it too. I mean, we 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 talked about it. It just seems like we got a young team. We got a lot of defensive-minded young talent in a Frank Nielakina and a Mitch Robinson. We need some leadership in the locker room. We have a guy who has experience with the Knicks. He has success in this league. It just seems like, why take a chance on a, even a guy like Kenny Atkinson was growing on me. He was, and I, and I, I spoke about it. I like the idea, the dream of maybe this guy could work out. But I think we've been down that road. Fizdale, maybe this guy could work out. Oh, he worked well with young players. Maybe a guy like Jeff Hornacek, you know, guard. You see a lot of uh, guys who played in the NBA as guards who come up in like a Steve Kerr, like a Jason Kidd, who can coach in this league. But Tom Thibodeau just seems to be that New York guy. 
And the fact that he wants to come here, love the fact that they signed him to a five-year deal. That's another thing I just want to touch on. When it gets 10 games into next season and the Knicks go two and eight or whatever the, whatever the hell happens, talk to me in year three. Let, let the process unfold. We got a young team. We want to see this guy around. The media is probably going to bash him and people are going to run, try to run him out of town early. Maybe not. I mean, maybe they do win, but it's more likely that it's going to be an uphill battle with this team. And, and I hope we can just get there a little bit quicker with Tibbs. And it, it just, this is the leader in the locker room that these guys need. And just from a basketball standpoint, I don't know where the hate is coming from. It just doesn't seem valid. Like and to speak we could have done a lot worse. To speak to that, I saw an article that was um, talking about the relationship that Tibbs has with Leon Rose, and that's how he got this job. Which you know, I'm sure there's some truth to that. Like he used he was he used to be yeah, his agent so, at CAA. Sure, you know. Okay. But, but it's all, I mean, the NBA is all that, built on relationships. Exactly. On. It's all about who you know. Come and on. here's where I think it falls into what we've been talking, what you just said. Talk to me in year three. I think this is a guy, because he has that relationship, they're not going to can him after two seasons. They're aware this is a process. <laughs> you want a guy who's going to – You never know, work. though. We've you got, never we know. have a guy that we want to just yeah. hire and just let him, let him be for the five years, you know? And I think – Having that relationship is gonna help, and the guys that he's that Leon's putting in there yeah. are guys that he, tr- you know, he's made g- other good front office hires. So yeah, I that's agree. why I think this could be a good thing. Referring, fact, referring to Leon, referring to yeah, Leon Rose, Leon. Yeah. That and again, Tapes wants and, to be here. He wants to. He understand the thing with Kenny that they were talking about is he was building a culture in Brooklyn with those guys. Tibbs can do that. That's what he had. He had the last time the Knicks had a legit culture was when Jeff Van Gundy was the coach and Tibbs was there. So he understands that winning culture under this team. And Jeff, I think, said it the best yesterday was the only guys that are hating on Tibbs are the guys that are losers. And the guys that won with him love him. So you got to take these comments with a little grain of salt, because uh, and look at who's saying it. If you know, you ask, you ask Todd Gibson, you ask Joakim Noah, you ask Jimmy Butler, you ask probably. I think Carl Anthony Towns even has you know some positive things to yeah. say. L- Guys that won with him, they love him, and right. that kind of losing's goes not with fun. anybody, huh? I said losing's not fun. No, that exactly. tends to happen when a team is losing. You start to point fingers, you start pointing blame. Uh, when you win. You tend to like the guys you're Every, around and everything great. seems to work. So, I mean, does LeBron like really like J.R. Smith? Like <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't know, but when they were winning, like, yeah, he puts up with them and yeah, J.R.'s a great guy. Like, if, you know, I mean, I just think, and to what you said, like why I, I'm just trying to make sense of what issues people are having here because, okay, you want people love Frank. They love Mitch. They love and RJ. Who else would you want to have coach these young guys? Like, you have a bench of Tibbs, Woodson, and Miller. That defensive team is going to be one of the... It has the potential to be one of the better ones we've seen in a long time. Yeah. And if these guys, these young guys buy into it, 
and they are willing to listen and learn from this guy, you know, I don't see how this could be, how this could not turn out well, you know, stalking strictly basketball and what he can teach these guys. They're just going to be playing smart. They're going to be playing hard. And that's, you know, and that's all you can ask and, for. And with know? the Knicks too, like we're, we are not saying it is a foregone conclusion that this is going to work out. We are Nick fans. We Absolutely. know <laughs> something can change overnight, but you still, and as I said, I'm going to take Dolan out of this. I, I, I've said before that, you know, with Dolan at the helm, you kind of just think things are always going to go bad. And until he's gone, players are not going to want to come here, etc. You got to just for a moment, put that aside. Cause you can only do what you can do. James Dolan is the owner. And they can only make the moves they can make. And seeing all the Knicks moves in the past 20 years, today, well, yesterday officially, or when you're listening to this every two days ago, (laughs) is a good day for the New York Knicks. This was a smart, calculated move. And it makes me believe that Leon is starting to listen to the people around him. And they're starting to form a direction that we have been preaching on this podcast since we started. And all we can hope for is that they keep moving in that direction. Will they? I don't know. But they're taking all the right steps as of right now. So good job, Knicks. I think yeah, Knicks I think fans that's all we should be really happy. Say, you know? Like so many bad things have happened. And that's save your disappointment. For when the next like Borgnani trade happens again, whatever that version of you know that happening again is, save it because this is a good thing. Okay, that's the thing. I don't I don't think that there's any reason to dislike this pick, and you know a lot of former players and you know some analysts and stuff they all they all like it because they all know him, and I guess maybe the one questions like oh well what about like a mark jackson or something it's like okay. what about him yeah he's what not yeah my prediction yeah. he ends up coaching the nets and then it, <laughs> yeah it becomes it becomes another jab at the knicks but you know i think for what we can do and tibbs is gonna have i'm sure he'll have a heavier voice in who they bring in and sure. what kind I'm, of players they have around them and it's going to be stuff that builds to his skill sets as a coach. And one thing, like, people were like, oh, well, you know, when he was in Minnesota, I think, or maybe one of the Chicago teams, that they were, like, the lowest, they had the lowest three-point percentage of any team in the league. But it's like, you can't really do that with, like, the Knicks just don't have shooters. Like, it could happen. But they were still scoring a lot of points. They were outscoring teams. They just weren't doing it from the three-point line. And if you don't have shooters, you can't, you're going to have a bad three-point percentage. Yeah. So, I mean, let the guy coach a couple games, too, before you start hating on him, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I want to just this, see, him, see him do this well. This idea that, oh, oh, if it was Kenny Atkinson, he came in, oh, he would have been great, and the Knicks would be great, and this and that. Like, you know, I, I don't know how you're measuring your success and what, what you know, attributes you think these coaches need. I, I just everyone, – everyone needs to calm down, okay? Get excited. This is good. This is a good pick. We have a proven a coach thing. now. We're not talking about – you know, Derek Fisher or uh, even Fizdale, like guys that have had yeah. l- less experience, Hornacek, guys with less coaching experience. This is a guy who's been around. 
He's been in the game. He's proven and, he knows how to win. Let's just. I, let's this just is see. a thing of Nick fans too. It's that we always we've been bad for a long time now, and we keep trying to find that coach, that player, that president, that guy who's going to put us over the top and and have that fantasy. So Phil was going to come save the team, or you know. Even before we got DSJ, but it was like, oh, we should have drafted DSJ because he's so athletic. He's going to be that point guard to lead everybody. And, you know, this guy's going to be the savior. Oh, we needed Zion because he's going to be the savior. Now it's like, Thibodeau is finally a guy you know what you're getting. And, like, I don't want this. Oh, but kid, he would have brought Giannis over. And Atkinson, he was growing that Brooklyn team and blah, blah, blah. Like, I love that I know what I'm getting with Tibbs. I have no questions. I know he's going to preach defense, toughness. He's going to coach these young kids, and I am happy about that. We need structure. We need stability. I mean, stability is like – I mean, is that the, the our word? If we had a little word calendar that we would give out, but let's talk <laughs> Nick's word calendar. Stability would be the word every day, 365 days a year. Come on, Nick fans. You are, you are pumped up. I love it. Oh, this, is, man. this is the gusto we need on a Sunday after a big hire. It's, yeah. So – Okay, that that's all I got. I got to really say about Thibodeau. I, I'm excited about other things too. This, it's not just Thibodeau. I mean, yeah. Okay, so we have we had Dick's news, big coach hire. There's other news going around in sports. Yes. In New York sports. In New York sports. I'm gonna let you take this one. Yeah, I mean, you've probably heard it. I'm a Jet fan. Marcus is a Giants fan. But we we support New York sports all around. Always, I don't always. I don't really the only New York team that I probably hate on is the Brooklyn Nets because <laughs> just get out of here. It's not a New York team. <laughs> you it's you weren't invited. Yeah, you weren't invited to the party. Um, the Jets have traded Jamal Adams to the Seahawks, and in return got a very good safety in McDougal. I believe that it's probably not even his last name. I probably said it wrong. Uh, I'm just, I'm really excited, guys. We gave up a fourth round draft pick, but received a very good safety to replace Adams for now. He's not as good as Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is pro bowl. He's he's prime time. Uh, But two additional first round picks and a third round pick. This was great. This was just absolutely great. This is what I wanted to happen when we got rid of Porzingis. I think it's just so topical, even as a Knicks fan, for what we went through with Porzingis and what we got in return. This is how you make a trade, okay? When you have a player, when he wants to go, I believe you got to let a guy go. If you can't work it out, even if he's your best player, if a guy doesn't want to be here, he doesn't want to be here. You know, and you got and you got you to make it happen. And the Knicks did that. And we have a young quarterback and Sam Darnold who's going to be around for a while. He's still so, so young. So now you don't have to pay Jamal Adams the big money. You get two first round draft picks the next two years and let's go. I mean, great job. Great job. New York Jets organization. I'm really excited. Honestly, Jamal Adams, it was kind of getting on my nerves. uh, The way he was acting. I thought it was a little immature. He has every right to want to go to a different team. So do you want to you you give some, some backstory on what was going on with him? Why he wanted out? I don't follow the yeah, Jets so, as closely. So, so, so yeah, the Jamal Adams, it sounded like he really wanted out because of the organization and the coach. It didn't sound like he had a very good relationship with Adam Gase, which 
Sounds about right. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Adam Gase at all. Um, he seems kind of like a weird guy. Happy to have you on the podcast if you'd like, and we could talk, maybe get to know you a little bit. But your best player, yes, he's on the defensive end, but you should probably talk to him and have some conversation. Uh, but it doesn't seem like he is really a personable guy, doesn't really talk to many of his players besides maybe the quarterback. So it just seemed like they had they had some bad blood uh, in the organization. Um, and other than that, I mean, you see Le'Veon Bell tweeting. I'm, I'm still trying to decipher what exactly he's saying. I don't, I don't oh, yeah, really I, understand. <laughs> I don't know uh, what was happening there. But, but as I said, I, I just think you got a disgruntled player. He has made it clear he does not want to be here. Um, and you just, you got to make a move and being able to pull off that trade with Seattle, I think was a phenomenal trade. And that's how you do it when you have a player doesn't want to be there. I think your first, it sounds like the jets didn't even try to make it work at all. And they were going to trade this guy no matter what, but yeah, great job. I'm really, really happy. And, And I wish the best for Jamal Adams. I mean, going to Seattle, Hey, Seattle can do some big things. I mean, I've always liked them as a team. Uh, adding that piece was great. They're, they're in a win-now mentality, so they don't really need the draft picks as much. So, yeah, it's a win-win for, for both teams. And Wish them well. Yeah, go go Jets, man. You know, it's a good good move for the future. I'm very, very happy. New York sports, it, it was a good weekend. Good weekend. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy, as you can tell. We had... Uh... So after the the Jets, nothing really going on with the Giants, really. But baseball is back. The Yankees yep. and the Mets got going. We got to look to see what it's like to have baseball with no fans. Doesn't seem much different to me. Yep. <laughs> the weird, like the weird thing. I the one weird thing I saw is like the Dodgers games. They had the play, like the cardboard cutouts in yeah. the stands. Like Magic was there, so I guess there were some people that went. But ownership, <laughs> I guess you can do that. But it's like kind of weird to see these kind of cartoonish looking cardboard cutouts just <laughs> behind you. And then the games on Fox, they're digitally putting fans in the game, which I don't know, does nothing for me really because the players yeah. don't know that they're there. And to me, it just looks a little strange. But, you know, it's still, I still don't, I, I, I watched uh, Sports Center's top 10 today. So now they at least have stuff to put on there. But I still will contend that the top play <laughs> on Sports Center should never be an outfield catch. It can't be, um, unless unless it's an over the wall. Like, if it's like robbing over a the wall, run. bottom of the yeah. ninth, you know, could but have even, been a game winner, maybe. Yeah. But robbing robbing a home run and climbing the wall, those type of catches or jumping the wall, those are hard. That is a very difficult thing to do to time it, get it right. You're, you're watching the wall, but if it's like, yeah, you're running forward and you lean forward to catch the ball. Dude, I was doing that at 10 years old in little league. That's the thing. No you, problem. You, you rob the home runs, but like if you're playing outfield, you figure a majority of these guys can do that. And a lot of them do do that. <laughs> so it's like, what is so special about this? I don't know. I saw it this morning. I wasn't happy about it. And I was like, do you, like, would you, would you suggest even doing a top 10, no baseball and then doing like a top five, the you know, they do the web gems. So kind of keep it, just keep it out of it. Yeah. I, I, I need to see it. I mean, there was one play, I guess was, I don't know. It was all right. You know, it was one of the, you know, those, one of those shortstop throws yeah. to first, the, you know, on an angle, he's just got a good, and yeah. got him out. 
okay, <laughs> but that's like a number six, you know. To <laughs> to add to that too, they always do when they run the double double play and they flip it to to second base and he catches it barehanded and throws it. That's much easier to do than to catch it with your glove and take it out. Like, yeah, as baseball players, those aren't really that difficult for professional baseball players. Yeah, to do. they all can do it. That's why it's not <laughs> always like you're just seeing one guy that's yeah. always making these crazy plays. They can all do it. Do you, it's do you know what set. the hardest thing in baseball to do is? Just get in a, a hit. baseball. Yeah. <laughs> Though, anytime there's a hit, that should be more of a top ten play than a than a high you know an outfield catch i i agree I'm, I'm with you and then we got to see so another thing i don't know what we're going into a lot of baseball here but so it's the most baseball we've ever talked about dr fauci did a throughout the first pitch yeah i want to say it was that it was it was the washington game was it, it was the nationals yes. home yeah opener. it was the nationals yeah and he threw the ball of course it goes way off to the left and I just don't understand. And I've had this conversation with Roger Fisk, friend of the show. Um, and he's like, well, the guy's like 70 years old. Like, it's hard. It's yeah. 90 feet. It's hard to do that. But Yeah, it is he got, But he got some good distance on it. It just went flailing to the other side. And you see so many people can't do it. And I'm like, yeah. it is not that hard to throw a baseball. I can, I'm more than confident <laughs> I can get it to home plate, no bounce, in Whoa. one throw. I mean, with the nerves, you got that. But you, if you look at Fauci's throw and you look at the form, it's not great. It's, it's not good. I it's don't not good think, mechanics. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he throws a baseball much. I bet he practiced before this. And, you know, it got away from him. You know, I would, I would I, love for you on this show to, to give me confidence that Talbot Jr. is going to be able to throw a baseball. Oh, man. He, and throw I hope well. so. I, you never know. You know what? If he can, he, that's great. If he can't. Whatever, man. Whatever he wants to do, you know. <laughs> Come, whatever, you know. Just, I don't. I, don't I mean, f- I, I just don't think that it's that hard. And the amount of players <laughs> I've seen screw yeah. it up, like not players, but the amount of people I've seen screw the up that throw. Cent throw, I think, is the uh, the worst one it, of all. Yeah, time. it's like, but that, but that Fauci throw was that was pretty bad, man. But you stink. I saw I saw a post. Someone had wrote like, you know, Fauci doesn't want anyone to catch anything. Um, you know it's it's all good fun you know gotta love fauci good good guy that's that's i think that's all we got on baseball i just wanted i just wanted Um, to throw those those out there have some gripes but actually i also i got one more i got one more (laughs) because i'm just i was watching sports center this morning so i'm hearing all these things but there's a new rule that's in play this year that i didn't know about until i just heard it that if it goes into extra innings a player is automatically just put on second, and you start the extra innings with a player on second. You start a player. You start the inning with a player on second, and I'm like, why? I don't understand why you would do that. Like, I mean, I get it's it'll speed up the game, quicker, hopefully, yeah, and just sure. get it to go quicker. But you're seeing a lot of pitchers getting upset about it because, say, they have like a perfect game going, and then all of a sudden, there's the guy on second. And it just messes things up for you. And then you get runs put in when you didn't even give up a hit. So I just think it's a strange rule. I don't know why they did that. I mean, I get yeah. why they did it, but I don't think it's going to last. And people are going to be upset. That but. is a little weird. I mean, I guess, yeah, it does help it go quicker, potentially. Uh, I'd say pitchers get over it, maybe. Like, 
it's just baseball, dude. Like, we've talked, we've I, talked I, like rule changes I, and stuff, and usually it I, comes from yeah. baseball. And, they do and, stuff. and you know me, I I love a good rule change. I think baseball needs to adapt. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know how much that's really uh, adding, but at least everyone has to do it. So it, it's as long as it's a level playing field and everyone has to do it. I mean, it makes you strategize more to get fast guys on base and who do you put out there and. Uh, yeah, baseball is one of those things where every time they make a rule change or do something, you're always like, "Why did they? Why did they pick that? Of all the rules they could change, that that's the one they went for." Um, okay, sure, yeah, throw someone on second. Why not third? Yeah, yeah, that was way too much baseball. <laughs> that's a little too much. I, don't, I, I apologize. But, but but I like what you were saying though about fans and stuff, and because I'm hearing from a lot of people, a lot of people getting annoyed. That uh, it's not the same without fans. It's hard to watch, you know, without fans there. And I just want to say to you, uh, shut your mouth because <laughs> sports are back and we get to watch sports. I've never turned on a game to watch the fans. So, yes, you lose that cheering and that excitement. You know, they're pumping crowd volume in there anywhere. anyway. Uh, it, it takes a little bit to get used to, sure, but get over it. Sports are back. I'll take the sacrifice for a little bit without fans. You know, like, I want to talk more about the NBA and basketball and getting to watch some of these scrimmages, which which has been great. Basketball's back. I get to watch, uh, we get to watch our favorite players play basketball. Like, is, is that not enough? You know, with everything going on, you're going to complain about fans? Come on, guys. You're, you are hot get, today. <laughs> just get it together. It's, just, it's really, uh, the, the only issue that I actually have with the new, uh, the, the bubble and the NBA right now, these guys that are on the, the zoom call uh, during the game that won't stop talking while the game's going on, you know, they got the, the, the announcers and they have guys coming in and out just talking throughout the whole game. I'm like, shut up. Like, I'm trying also, to watch this. We're just getting more of a <laughs> feel for other teams announcers and just how terrible they are to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> the Clippers I, announcer. I can't. St- I couldn't stand that guy. But because the uh, I forget his name. The guy, the guy that was there for like years and years and years, and he just retired last year, I think. So he's out. They got a new guy in, and I just want to be like, shut up. Like, yeah, stop. Be- if you're not Clyde and, and Breen, I don't want to hear you. And the thing you know? is, okay, we we definitely prefer Clyde and Breen always, always, no matter what. I don't even care what the sport is. I would love to have those two guys calling the game. <laughs> But what we like about them and what we like about guys like Van Gundy and Mark Jackson and even going to football, I Tony Romo, fantastic. You guys talk about the game. You guys are always talking about what's going on on the field. I don't want to hear all this other nonsense. I can't stand when they, they're just chit-chatting about you know what they did over the weekend and this and that. I mean, Unless Clyde's look, talking about his favorite cereal. Yeah, well, when, yeah, when the Knicks are down 20, and like, you pepper those in. You know, you, you got to pepper that in. But for the most part, I mean, I feel it's more like you game. can tell these guys haven't talked to anybody in months, <laughs> yeah. and they're just trying to get some words in. So, like, they've, they've been waiting for this moment. Um, but we're, so we're back now. We're in the bubble down yeah. in Orlando. NBA is back. Officially... The games start on Thursday, the 30th. Okay, yep. First first yep. two games. We're in the middle of scrim- scrimmages. I watched a couple. You know, I, I, I saw... Uh, we saw the Mavs play the Lakers. Saw the... Uh, saw a little bit of the Bucks. We saw the Clippers played 
Who did they play? The Wizards. So seeing a few of these games coming on NBA TV, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I was going to ask you, what's, what's your biggest takeaway from watching the game so far and just how you feel? Um, I'll say one, the lack of crowd doesn't really bother me because I'm just watching the game. Like I'm not right. there. So like, what is, like, what do I care? <laughs> but you, so you like, you hear and you don't yeah. hear the players as much as I thought you would because they're pumping noise in there. They have the music playing all the time. And I think what they're going to do once the regular season starts back is they're going to have people on the screens. Like they're going to zoom in people on those screens in the background. So fans can actually be there like saying stuff to like at the screen and at the players. I'm not sure how that's going to work. I think hmm. they'll probably do it once in a scrimmage game just to see how it works. Yeah, let's see. Because they're tinkering with all these first. things. Yeah. Every game, I think they're trying something different to see how it's going to play out. And then they're going to set it sure. in on the first game. But I, I think, you know, I told you this the other day and it kind of, it, I kind of hate it, but it's like LeBron just, he's ready to go. And you see him out there. Like you see a lot of these guys, they're just glad to be back playing. And a lot of them, they're playing, you know, full games. This isn't like in the preseason where they just play a quarter yeah. and sit out the rest of thing. Like they're, they're out there. They got to get their win back. Cause you're going straight into yeah. playing for a playoff spot for a lot of these teams. And like Paul George looks great, man. A lot of them, they just look, they look healthy. Finally. Right. So it's well like rested, a, ready to go. So many of them are, they, yeah. they've gotten over injuries. Anthony Davis, I think got poked in the eye, but he'll be fine. Yeah, and be some fine. of these guys, they're like, <laughs> so right. I forget like somebody, I forget what it was. It was like something really stupid. Like he was up late doing something and was just fatigued. And just didn't play. It's like some stupid excuses for some guys not to yeah. play. But I think it's it all looks fine to me. And I still enjoy just watching basketball. You know? Like, it's back. You know, I think some little things, like, you just hear the ball bounces really loudly when they're shooting free throws or something. But I think they're going to figure stuff like that out. And that's to say, like, those screens, like, they're going to have them behind the backboard. So when people are shooting free throws, you know, you can still do stuff and be a distraction Which, right and all it's those fine. things like it's do like they whatever. need it like the nba that's the thing they they're always trying to like you know they're always marketing to to the younger crowd too. yeah they want to they want to talk to the young guys and, and you know honestly if i look at my old teenage self when i was into the nba and starting to get into it like i think i would have liked those things like as an adult did. all we care about now is the game itself and like they're just trying to have fun like as long as it doesn't like affect the game you know, and I guess in that way, like you're, you know, when they're shooting free throws, but how much does that really affect those players that much anyway? But you know what I mean? Like, as long as the game is still being played, we're watching basketball, good competition, you know, they're playing at an elite level. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm very happy yeah. with everything the NBA is doing. And I think, you know, I'm still gonna, yeah, I'll still, I'll watch the rest of them. I think they wrap up on Monday or Tuesday and then we launch into game one is, the Pelicans, I don't remember who they're playing, but the Pelicans play, and then the Lakers and the okay. Clippers are game two. Okay. I I was going to say, you know, having uh, watched some of these games, like you said, it's been great. Uh, some of the big uh, takeaways that I took, you know, Bo Bull from uh, Denver, awesome. He, he seems to be the biggest story, literally. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Cut that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and 
you know, they're playing a lot of the subs too. You know, you, you get to see a little bit of Luca, and you just remember how good these guys are. And I, I kind of agree with you. I think one of the biggest uh, things that stood out is just LeBron is a monster. Um, and he's just, now that he's older, he's got that like older man body, but he still moves really quickly. Uh, so it's pretty scary. He's got the, to he's just, got the gray beard. Like he's, yeah. He's ready um, to he's, hand out some lessons. He's and... a scary dude. And um, yeah, we're just, we're, we're getting a nice reminder of, of who the good players in the NBA are. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited, man. It's, it's good. It's good. This is all a good thing. And even, you know, we talked about a little bit about the NFL before. It sounds like the NFL is on track. Um, the bubble has been successful. There was a little bit of a hiccup, but you know, Lou Williams couldn't resist. He, he left the bubble to hit up the local strip club. Uh, he'll, he'll have to sit out 10 days quarantine, but I think he strategically played this one right because <laughs> his games don't really start anyway. So he'll be back. Worth and the risk. Part, I guess. <laughs> what we know is that he was just picking up some dinner at an adult establishment. So he wasn't in there for a good time. We don't know for sure. Yeah. He just wanted to pick up some wings. I don't know that, that hot dog special that they have at the strip club. Sometimes you just got to have a buffet, the all day <laughs> buffet. You don't know. We don't know. But what's good is that it was outside the bubble. You know, nothing, nothing came in the bubble. Uh, he is now not allowed back in. So it's, it's been a real success. I, I'm a huge Adam Silver fan. I just love what he does. Um, and I think I think he's got this under control, and I really think the NBA is going to be very successful. And it's just great. It's it's, it's good, man. So such an so, exciting weekend. <laughs> um, but so something yeah. we like to do on on the show is make our predictions. And I sure think do. you know we want to get these in before <sighs> the season kicks back up again. I'm not sure if you remember what your what your, your pick was early on. Like start of the season, we did we like to do these things too. Oh yeah, I I actually don't, but I have a feeling it's probably the same of what my prediction is going to be. Do you remember? I don't, I, yeah, I don't remember what mine oh, is man. either. But we have to go back. <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll put it in a post or something if we if we recall. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to go back to the archives. But I this but was tough. I'm, when I'm you gonna ask me... you. Uh, yeah, what's your yeah? So who's your prediction? Do you want to go coming out of the East first? I'll be pretty or quick. I mean, I could give you, I, I could give you East and West. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'd like to make a wager with this one too. Um, if depending if we have overlap, but if we get, I'd like to pick an East and a West and a champion, and you know, we'll whoever gets more of the things right, and obviously if you get the championship right, you win. Um, I tend to always lose these which is upsetting because I feel like I do have, you know, sports knowledge in general, but for some reason, you know, I, I've kind of quit sports betting or I've tried to, because as soon as I start getting into that, this is when I start losing and it's, it's really frustrating. Uh, but I'm going to stand by my picks here. I feel pretty good about it out of the East. I just think, I think it's the bucks. I, I'm going to take Giannis over everyone in the East this year. Last year, you know, I picked them also and just I, I underestimated the Raptors, but they don't have Kawhi this year. I think Philly, uh, you know, Ben Simmons is shooting threes now. I, I, I still think that in this NBA and now well rested, I think Giannis will get it done this year. I just don't think any of the teams 
are tough enough. Boston was even that team that I thought could do it, but I just think they're still too young. I just don't think they're there yet. Um, so I, I, I'm going to stick with the Bucks. It, it's an easy pick. Sure. I think the West is really the tough one. I'm going to go with the LA Clippers. And I think the LA Clippers win the championship this year. This is really tough because you want to say Lakers, you know, I, and I do think it's between those two. Could you see an outside miracle, especially under these circumstances with maybe the Rockets, the Jazz, the Nuggets? Who knows? Maybe. But I'm going to go Clippers, and here's why. The Lakers, outside of Anthony Davis and LeBron, are okay. And they have some good pieces. Kuzma, you know, they brought in JR, Deion Waiters, I guess. You got got Caruso. But... The, believe it or not, the Clippers with Kawhi's experience and just the addition of Marcus Morris, in addition to Paul George and Beverly, like I like the way the, the Clippers are built with depth more than the Lakers. And I really think other outside of LeBron, the rest of that team, I don't know how Kyle, I'm not relying on Kyle Kuzma to, to come up big in a big playoff game in the Western conference finals against the Clippers. I mean, I think it's going to be those two teams. So it's going to be up to LeBron to do it himself. And I think he's going up against probably the the best guy to defend him in Kawhi Leonard, who's going to slow him down just a little bit. So, and then you got a good defender in Marcus Morris and you got Paul George who can hit a game winning bucket. I just, Beverly is a great defensive player. Uh, what's his name? The big man. Um, on the Clippers. Uh, oh, Boban? Uh, no, 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 not Boban. Um, oh, my God. They got uh, they got uh, Noah now, too. God, what's his name? I, I'm, I'm missing his name, but I I just... And, and it makes so much sense, too, with this weird season for the Clippers to get a championship. So that way, Lakers fans can hate on them, saying, like, oh, yeah, during the bubble, that's the only time. Like, there'll be that little asterisk next to that title win, too, and it'll be like, oh, does it really count? The season was shortened. Um, you know, I, I can't believe I'm going to go against LeBron. It seems so stupid to not pick the Lakers. <laughs> but I'm going to go Montrez. Clippers, Clippers, Bucks, championship, Clippers in – five hmm okay so out of the east i think i've so interestingly i was just looking at standings they could tweak a little bit but right now you know it's looking like the bucks are the favorite but i think i think this might have been my pick early on too i don't remember but I think the Celtics can beat them in a seven-game series. I think they can, too. I would take... I'm willing to take the Celtics coming out of the East as not so much of a dark horse, but, you know, not a favorite. And I think, you know, the Bucs have nice pieces, but if you can shut down Giannis like the Raptors did... I You're think that's right. how you beat them. Yeah. And I think the Celtics the Celtics just have good coaching and players that can really 
dig in and they have a deep team too. So I think, you know, I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't feel crazy saying the, the Raptors either just because they've done it before. I, and I, would agree I think, but I want to go, I think I'm going to go with the Celtics. Um, and we're going to have a new Boston LA rivalry, but I'm, I agree the Clippers coming out. Really? You're going Clippers too. Yeah, that was that. I I, I covered my okay. mouth while you were talking, but it was. <laughs> I think, you know, I have a soft spot for the Clippers. I think everybody knows that. I, yep, sure. I okay. used to work with them, so I, you know, big fan. Me and Doc shared sure, some, sure. some memories. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's the same that they're just the Clippers are a deep team, and as long as everybody's healthy, if Kawhi and Paul George are still like their record when they play together, is far better than when they don't or when just one of them plays. But again, it's going to be like when LeBron had to go up against like the Warriors, you know, he had to try to do it all by himself for two, at least two years. And one time he was able to do it one time he couldn't, but it's, I just, yeah, I think the Clippers, it might be their time and a little LA Boston. I think people still latch onto that. We don't care so, for Boston sports teams, but I'm just gonna go with it for uh for this and, one. And you're taking the Clippers out. I'm taking the Clippers. I'll take the Clippers in six. Clippers in six. So really, our bet is gonna come down to Celtics or Bucks. Yeah. Man, I see. I hate that. Man, I really thought you'd go Lakers. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, we could switch it up. I mean, no, I, no, hey, hey, but, hey, that's that's fine. I just hate that. I thought I, I wasn't. I'm not confident in the Bucks pick at all. <laughs> I'm not. I, I actually like. There's even part of me that thinks like the Raptors are gonna make another crazy run, even without Kawhi. I, I just. I, I think they absolutely. They, they proved could. me so wrong last year. And I know Kawhi was a big reason uh, for that, and I mean, if Kawhi doesn't hit that bucket against the Sixers, you know. You know, and the second I, the Sixers, the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, I really think any four of those teams could come out of the East. Um, my question though, do you know the playoff structure exactly for the new? We probably should have done a little more research on this because <laughs> is it even going I to be East and West? Yeah, I think it's the same way. So the way it's set up is you have the playing teams okay. to fill out the eight on every side. Okay. So like the West, they're only playing for one spot. Gotcha. And then okay. the East or no, the West, they're playing for two spots and in the East they're playing for two spots as well. So yeah, it's going to come and, down to either right, right now it's Dallas and Memphis in the seventh and eighth and in the East it's Brooklyn and Orlando. Yeah. So and, it's still going to go East West. Yeah. And here, see, Pretty this sure. is what's kind of crazy too, is because we both like the Clippers, but here's what I'm going to say. And this is, I think, why the Lakers have the best regular season record. There's no one else in the West that I can see beating the Lakers but the Clippers. On the other hand, I can see the Clippers getting knocked off by potentially Denver or in a crazy matchup against Houston before I mean, even ever getting to now, face the Lakers. As it stands now, they would have to play Dallas. Dallas is sitting in the first round in the first round. Yeah. Uh, I'm not worried about Dallas in the first round. And maybe that goes Um, six or seven games. Like Luca decides he's going to carry them to that many. 
but I'd still have confidence in a full in a full healthy Clipper yeah. team to win that series. And the Lakers, yeah, I think they'd have to go through maybe Portland somehow gets up there or Memphis yeah. holds on to the eighth spot and then they'd have to play like Utah or OKC or something. And I don't see either of those teams beating them. So you're right. I think the Clippers might have the tougher road and they're more likely, but if they get through and have to play the Lakers, I like, uh, yeah, I like, I like those Clippers. Yeah. Uh, the guy in the Clippers, uh, Harold is the guy I was Montrez. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, <laughs> thinking about, um, yeah, you just, I mean, the Clippers roster, they do, they're stacked. Like as far as a full squad, you know, LeBron's teams has always been like him, and a couple other guys, and then every all, and then scrubs. Let's just say, like you know, I watching Dion Waiters play. Oh, they like. I'm just like, oh my god. Like you know, I don't, I don't get, get when I watch no Lou more Williams room play. For that guy. Yeah, you know, honestly, if Lou Williams could just stay out of the, the strip club, I, I really think the the Clippers have a good shot. And so we'll see. All right, that's that's man, you really shocked me with that that Clippers pick. But and I think so. What's down, up, what's like, on what's on the line then? Uh, we got to work that out. I don't know. Or do we? We'll, gonna, we'll hold it. We'll, we'll let that marinate. Yeah, we'll think about what the bet is. I've, I, I've sent you your Lion King shirt. That that was one of the first bets we made. Yeah, I don't think we've actually made it. a bet since. So we should we should definitely. I don't know. Maybe some some diapers. Uh, you could send my way. Put some, <laughs> some diapers on the line. Yeah, we need nice, all we nice, can get. Uh, let's talk Nick onesie. Oh, yeah. Uh, so okay. I mean, listen, man. It's been a great, a great day, a great day for New York sports. Um, I'm not even upset that the Knicks, you know, are aren't in this little, little fun, fun fest over in Orlando. Um, it's okay. I'm okay with it. You know what? Let's take the year off, cool down. You know, get in the gym, get better. Uh, we don't need to be a part of this. You know, stay home, stay safe. Uh, is there anything else, Marcus, that you would like to? Um, that, that's just on your mind before we before we head out. Yeah, well, I think we could touch on one last thing. It's not baseball related, That's but um, we, uh, we 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 did lose uh, oh, right. a member of the the television fam in uh, Regis Philbin yesterday. lived a lived a good life. Host of. It was really sad to hear. Every now and then, you just some you know someone yeah, out there that that we that we know and grew up with you know seeing seeing big, some old big clips. who wants to be a millionaire fan oh yeah you know that's where that's where he got our age group we weren't watching on like regis and kathy lee that was a little maybe before our time but yeah. came back with regis and kelly i used to watch regis and kelly when i was in college yeah. a lot and i always thought it was kind of weird <laughs> because he was so much older than her but he still looked like an old man baby when he was like talking to her it was yeah. kind of weird i don't know she would like put him in this I raincoat mean... and stuff it was a weird segment that he stuff but uh yeah so we're big we're big game show fans i mean you know growing up like my family uh regis and kathy lee that's when we first knew them and then like i mean the way game shows are the way they are today started with millionaire the the lights the 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 prime time um, there's a great documentary about uh game shows Uh, marcus was on the price is right his brother was on millionaire with you know meredith not with regis but even still like i mean Really sad. Just a, you know, great guy, great TV personality. It's just really sad. Really sad. Sad to hear. 
Um, gotta give him a shout out. But just... we're gonna get we're giving him a shout out. We're you know, friend. We'll, we'll give him an honorary friend of the show. Yeah, absolutely, uh, always. Uh, yeah, I man, there's so much going on. Um, I like that. I I, I did want to ask you. I thought there was another question I wanted to ask you. Let me let me check my notes over here. Um, maybe not. No, nothing. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I was gonna. Yeah, you got. I, I was gonna ask you. We haven't, we haven't talked in a while. Anything on TV, uh, movies, good. A little. Uh, if you had, okay, if you had one reco. One <laughs> you got one reco before we go. I had the one reco before. I already gave it to you. But I'm gonna give it to you over the air. Indian matchmaker. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that was coming. Is that's like the new? Like I feel like every month or so, there's another dating show that comes on Netflix that yeah, kind of takes the country by storm for a few days and uh i didn't watch it at first but it was blowing up in the the family group chat and my mom is convinced now that she could be a matchmaker so but it's interesting in that it's you know (laughs) the indian families and they have to do all like the bio data goes first it's not so much like an arranged marriage it's like different from that (laughs) but they bring in the matchmaker to you know they're looking for love, and there's some interesting characters on there. Some that are a little oh, annoying, dang. but you're hoping for the best with them. And it's an easy watch. I'd say I watched it. It's okay, only eight okay. episodes. I think if uh, you and the wife wanna just you know, a little sit down, <laughs> a little have a good time watching something, I'd say give it a watch. You know, I'll, I'll okay. I'll give it one or two. One or two. Yeah, that's all. That's all I'm asking. Um, I'd like to, since the last time we talked, I, I don't know what's been going on, but like, I've been staying up extra late, like just binging a couple, a couple shows. I, I don't, I don't know where this is all coming from, but I got a, I got a couple. I'll go through them quick. This is an old one, but Mindhunter on Netflix is unbelievable. Serial killer stuff. I'm, I'm not like really big into that whole craze yet. I've like watched all of them. So this is just a really good show. It's really interesting. I, just so captivating. I, I mean, even if you're not into it, maybe check it out. But it's one of those things where you can't be on your phone, like, texting. Well, well you know, it's not one of those shows. You really got to be listening and, and paying attention. It just hooked me from that first episode. And I never wanted to pick up my phone. And I just, I just went through it. Man, oh, it's good. Um, and then just a, a quick shout out to a movie that has been on netflix for a long time now and i I just got around to watching it dolomite is my name with eddie murphy (laughs) oh my god i i I don't even know if i talk i might have mentioned this on the last podcast but i'm gonna do it again because of all the i've watched you know a number of movies i even watched jojo rabbit the other night and it was good Mm -hmm. dolomite man was awesome great freaking movie um was bringing up old bowfinger uh references (laughs) it has like a similar plot line i mean to an extent, but Eddie Murphy, what a guy. Like, you forget how good he is. Great actor, great story. I I, I would have liked to have seen a little more uh, award nominations uh, on that. Because yeah, I mean, was it was there was a fantastic. lot of talk for it, of, and I think he may have gotten a Golden Globe yeah. nomination, but people, there was a lot of chatter on him getting yeah. an Oscar nod for that movie. And I, I have seen it. I saw it. Back when it came out, and when it came out, yeah. it's one of those. It's like, oh, I'll turn it on. Good movie, yeah. Easy watch, just really yep. funny, and flew. By. I think he just. And if you knew anything about uh, that guy, that it's I uh, didn't about. 
it's uh it's really funny like they show it at the end like they show yeah, like clips yeah, of the yeah. the actual movies which was yeah. which was cool but it's like a story a lot of people i guess don't like there's a pocket of people that know about it but the mainstream i think don't know and that's like he was really wanted to get that story put out there because yeah. it's interesting and just someone who just wants to it do something with their i don't arms. know if you've <laughs> seen the the disaster artist with the franco brothers um, it reminds me of I that haven't. because it, t- it tells a story of this guy who wanted to make his own movie. Um, but this is like a way better version and a way better story and just kudos, man. Kudos to the, to Eddie Murphy. I always give kudos great, to Murphy. Man. Yeah. He's just Love him. so underappreciated. Um, all right, man. It's, it's been real good to talk some good news. I hope we, Continue to get good news. You'll probably be hearing from us sooner than later, just with draft coming up. August 20th, I believe, is the the picks. They moved it up a few days. So we're, we're getting close to that. I think Marcus and I are going to start doing a little bit more homework on the draft. Um, and it'll be curious. We're, we're curious to see what Thibodeau does. You know, he's going to have a say on who he wants to draft. So with that position will be the first step. And then what direction does he want to go in and see for the team? So, we're really excited. We're going to keep you up to date. You can follow me on Twitter at Jason Talbot. You can follow Marcus at M Chin Follow us on Instagram at let's underscore talk underscore Knicks. This is the let's talk Knicks podcast. This has been episode 42. We'll talk to you next time.